Welcome to the Rising Stars Podcast, where we unpack trends and tips in the point-of-sale space and IT channel industry. My name is Kate Arara, and I am the Partner Development Manager at Star Micronics America. I've worked in the channel for almost 18 years, and I've met some fascinating people along the way. My goal for this podcast is to connect you with some of the most influential people in the channel space to provide you insight and inspiration to help your business succeed. Our guest today is Allie Haskell, who is the Vice President of Client Success and Engagement at Custom Business Solutions, Inc., or CBS for short. Allie has been with CBS for 13 years, but has 20 years in the industry. Prior to CBS, Allie was a manager within restaurants using hospitality technology and has always had a passion of supporting and serving clients. Her role at CBS is a blend of marketing and helping clients achieve ultimate success in their businesses. All right, Allie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am doing great, and and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Um, But I cannot go much further without saying another little thing that our listeners and our watchers need to know about Allie. Not only is she on the uh, Rising Stars 40 Under 40, RSPA's Rising Stars 40 Under 40, which, side note, Rising Stars podcast was out there first. But anyway, so Allie was on the Rising (laughs) Stars 40 Under 40. But you have just been elected to serve on the RSPA Board of Directors, which is a huge accomplishment. So massive congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Very excited about it to see what I can do for the industry and provide a little bit more value to that team. It's an exciting opportunity. It is. I'm really excited to see what you do. It's great to see some new faces on the board. And I do think that RSPA is very near and dear to my heart. And I think that there's a lot of support that it provides the channel. So I cannot wait to see what you and the new elected board members do. So congratulations again. Thank you again. Thank you. Very exciting since yesterday, I think, was the election. So it's exciting yep. to find out. Yes, we're, the timing is perfect. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. I mean, and I'm excited for you. And, and I really want to kind of dive in here a little bit. There's so much that CBS has to offer. And I really want to unwrap a lot of that stuff with you. And so one of the things that we do like to unwrap here on Rising Stars is to identify the pioneers in the retail and restaurant industries. So how do you consider CBS North Star to be an innovative company? Yeah, I think uh, Custom Business Solutions has done a really good job over the last years how we have kind of transitioned our business and doing certain things. We started as a reseller of a legacy point of sale. Most people know it's called PosiTouch. But since that, that was about 20 years ago. And now within the last 10 years, you know, we've really started to dig in to building our own software and providing solutions for people. And I think the thing that makes us different, different is that we go after solutions for the problems. And so someone comes to us and says, I'm having an issue. We really try to come up with creative solutions to try to figure out how to provide value for them and to fix that problem. So because it, what's interesting is you, say you started off as PosiTouch and then you, you evolved mm-hmm. to CBS. Um, you know, I have kind of two questions I kind of want to bounce off of that. Well, first of all, because you have been in the industry for 13 years or even 20 years, even before that, 
how has this industry changed since you first, like from the, from the start to where we're at today, 20 years later? Yeah. I mean, 20 years ago, I was a manager and I don't know, it's a, it's an old brand called the Rainforest Cafe. I don't even know if they're still around anymore, but there was no online or. Yep. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know if they were still around. The one where I worked at is for sure gone. Uh, When I was there though, like third-party ordering didn't exist. We weren't doing online ordering and all of these takeout orders and those type of things. And so I think the technology has just advanced along with the software and the demand and what people want. I think now people are focusing more on the consumer aspects of it and not just running business. You know, they're trying to get brand authenticity, uh, brand awareness, as well as just ensuring that when you come into the restaurant, you're getting that experience that you need so that the experience overall is what is what is needed. And that's, and I, I truly agree. I think the technology in restaurants is so different. I mean, if we had, you know, online ordering and all that kind of stuff when I was in college, oh my Lord, I would have been broke. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, we had, we had one terminal that we rang up all of the orders in and then the bar area. And so just the sheer volume of technology now that is out there and going into these restaurants, it's not just one partner. You're partnering with multiple people to make sure that the experience is seamless. And the more partners you integrate with, the more issues you have. And so just really ensuring that the technology nowadays is a seamless solution is really, in my opinion, what sets the technology apart from 20 years ago. Absolutely. And and you did say originally that uh, CBS North Star started as a reseller and then changed. And mm-hmm. you were both at retail now. Um, yes. RSPA's big show for you listeners that are like, what's retail now? It is a, it's a, it's a trade show, uh, hosted by the retail service, uh, service providers association, um, that actually happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, but Jim Roddy, who is the president of RSPA mentioned a new breed. Um, he called them the direct independent software developers or the DISDs. Yeah in the channel. So because CBS used to kind of be that traditional type of reseller and has changed, or, or now that you you used to resell traditional software and are now offering your own thing, do you consider yourself a DISD? And maybe how, how would you define that to some of these people that might be new to this channel? Yeah, absolutely. So we do consider ourselves to be that, the um, DISD. However, back in the day, we used to be software developers as well, but it was all based around PosiTouch and enhancements of that software. Uh, When they weren't willing to make an enhancement or find a solution for customers, people would come to us and they would say, we need this. Can you help us solve it? And so our developers would help create a solution for PosiTouch. Now we've just taken our own approach to that by creating our own, own point of sale. And so we really own that client experience and those enhancements that they want. And so that's where Northstar came to be. So we do consider ourselves a software company, but our heritage is definitely as of our business. Awesome. And, and one of the things that you guys do offer, you offer your legacy point of sale system and cloud point of sale software. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and cloud solutions are growing fast. Uh, you guys are kind of the forefront of this trend. And I saw a report um, not too long ago in Global Newswire by Straits Research that says cloud point of sale market size is projected to reach over 26 billion dollars U.S. dollars by 2030, mm-hmm. which will pay guard of almost 25 percent. 
and Straits says that North America holds the largest market share and is estimated to grow at about 24% during the forecast period. So what do you want to tell our listeners and viewers about your cloud system offerings? Yeah, I think that what sets us apart is just the flexibility of the platform and what we offer. We have kiosk, we have guest facing, we have ordering for just the servers, we have mobile tablets, we have, you know, e-commerce stuff set up. And so for us, it's really taking the restaurant outside of the four walls and making sure that it is a seamless experience and managed in one central database. We have realized over, you know, the last, I don't know, decade, five years, that managing multiple databases has become an issue for operators. They have to manage an Uber Eats database or a Grubhub database, as well as an online ordering and their point of sale. And so what Northstar does is it kind of creates that seamless solution, one database that you can push all of that data, managing it within you know, the cloud. Now I'm gonna kind of jump around a little bit because you mentioned web ordering um, and that is becoming mm-hmm more popular for consumers directly through the web, the the restaurant's websites or applications. And I actually just saw an article that was from January um, of this year by payment stating that 56% of orders placed at restaurants are being done directly to them versus the remaining, which is going through some, a large delivery platform, which Mm -hmm. I probably incurs some massive fees. So are you competing against these larger delivery platforms of the world? And how do you help restaurants avoid some of these additional charges? Yeah, so we've always let customers choose, right, what they feel like is best for them. And I, again, I think that's what set us apart, sets us apart. We don't force people to use our online ordering platform, although we do have one, which does help with all of that. We don't force people to choose it. So some clients have absolutely embraced these business models while others have chosen, you know, to build out their own options, which are also expensive. And so it's really finding out uh, what's best for them. And some businesses have absolutely like defined their business on these ideas of takeout ordering. You know, PF Chang's to go is a newer concept. Um, it broke out from PF Chang's and they've built their entire concept around third party delivering. They're a small footprint where all they do is to go ordering. And so they need to make sure they're partnering with the right people to ensure that they're not accruing those charges and that they're keeping their costs of all of that down. Very interesting. And and another very innovative service that you guys offer, which I'm, I'm kind of curious about, is the secure and manage recipe. Um, I find this you know, I'd love to kind of hear more about that. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about my binder of all my recipes. That's really messy and stuff like that. So do you not need that anymore? Or can, can you explain a little bit more about what this is? Yeah, absolutely. Recipe, it's called Recipe Viewer. And it's a product that I absolutely love here at CBS that we created. We created it like 10, 15 years ago, and not many people know it exists or know that they actually need something like it. And so what Recipe Viewer does is it eliminates that binder. It hosts your recipes securely at headquarters so that when you make a change at the headquarter level, you can push it down to all of the stores, whether you have one store, a thousand stores, you're making that change live and no one's walking out the back door with your salsa recipe or whatever that recipe is. And so you're really ensuring that that recipe is secure within your building. Uh, And the cool thing about recipe viewer is it's not actually tied to any other system. So it's a standalone solution Anyone can use it. It's not for PosiTouch. It's not for Northstar. Micros users can use it. Aloha users can use it. It's just a very cool product that helps 
secure those recipes. And again, it's a single database. It's managed one place. You don't have to make sure that you have the recipe as well as the store in South Carolina have it. You'll just ensure that they have it. It's web-based. You type in a URL and it's secure. That's really awesome. I need something like that in my life. Just to, you know, someone to make a recipe and just to feed it down and just pop up in my phone and say, you need to cook this tonight. And I don't know, miraculous <laughs> groceries be on my step. <laughs> Yeah, the other cool thing about it is we've actually people are turning it into like an LMS tool. And so they're uploading their server training to it and they're making sure that people are doing it because you can have a one-to-one -one, uh, login. And so we know who's logging in, we know who's seeing it. We know that they're watching the videos. You can also upload all your prep ingredients. So if you have to do a double batch versus a single batch, so it gives you those multiplications for you. And it also can upload imagery and so when you're making an item, you know exactly what that plate needs to look like when it's leaving the kitchen as well. That's it's a, that's a really that's a, that's amazing that it does give you that some sort of learning management system where you kind of make sure everybody is getting on board, mm -hmm. seeing that information. Um, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about kind of going into the the as far as it comes to the, to the workers in the restaurants because. Unfortunately, it looks like labor shortages are still a thing these days. And uh, I see your body, your body language is like, yes, it's 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 definitely something <laughs> that they struggle with. And I mean, I hate going to a restaurant. And I'm like, dude, can I please just get my food? I just want to go. Um, it doesn't seem like it's. Mm -hmm. And I notice that you have a system in which seated customers or consumers can order for themselves in less than a minute with your point of sale tablet system. So how is this helping? your customers with the, the labor short crisis, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so that's like self-ordering, right? I want to walk into a restaurant, sit down and ring in my orders. It's been really helpful for them. We do it in a large scale, like a large scale kiosk, as well as just at the table. And so it's, in, it's empowering people to make those decisions, to get in, order what they want, and send it to the kitchen. So the kitchen, the kitchen's getting that real time ordering instead of having a line queue up. It's kind of like line busting, being able to walk through a line and say, what do you want? And be able to get those back to the kitchen faster. We've realized that kitchen staff is easier to staff for instead of these uh, minimum wage employees who are sitting at the front and taking orders. And so enabling the end user, the consumers with technology at their fingertips has really helped be able to get those operations faster. That's great. And then you, I, I want to switch gears a little bit to something that's near and dear to your heart. I know is customer satisfaction. I know you're big on customer yes. and all of that. Um, and, and you guys offer a 24 by seven service. Um, this is, this has got to be tough. So I'm kind of curious to hear about how you do it. I mean, do you stay up all night waiting. I mean, do you personally can't wait for the phone call? Or maybe that's why you partner with Star because <laughs> it's like, oh, well, we don't need support, you know, because they're, they're reliable. Yeah. So 24 hour support's always been a thing here. We're actually only closed two days a year and it's Christmas and New Year's. Um, but we have people on call as well. And so there is, in fact, a voice if you need someone there. And 24 hour support's important for restaurants. I mean, we're, they're open all the time, you know, especially across different time zones. We don't just work out of California, we're nationally. And so we have customers who are open in Florida 
We have people who are in Hawaii. And so really being able to staff to ensure that those people get the help when they need it has been a big thing for us. Um, we hire our support team across the country. And so they are able to support. We don't have people staying up all the time, but there is always a live voice there for you when you need help, because we do understand that you want to make sure that customer on the other side of the technology doesn't know that there's a problem, right? If your kitchen is down and you're not getting kitchen orders, you don't want the consumer to feel that. And so we really want to be there to help them so that they can call us, we can get connected, we can solve their solution when they need it. Because we know like not being able to make one pizza can definitely impact some of these customers. We learned that during COVID, people were shutting their doors because they couldn't make food. And we wanted to make sure that we were always there to help and support those people. Yeah, I think if a cut, when, when the consumer sees the flaw and sees that delay yeah it's a lost order they walk out the door i mean it's they just don't understand it right so like we we teach our team to understand what urgency is yes it's just one kitchen printer but you don't know that that one kitchen printer is actually what is driving the entire kitchen and so when they call you because they need help we're there to help them no matter what the ask is no matter what the need is we want to help get them up and running so that they can serve their customers because our clients just aren't the restaurant operators. They're also the operator's clients. And so we really think of it as that approach is the whole experience is ours to help own and make sure it runs smoothly. What's that typical answer time when someone calls in that, that hotline? What, what, how quickly do, do the phone So we do have an emergency line. So like if it is an emergency, your kitchen is down, you hit that, you get a live voice. It rings the team until someone picks up. And so it's under 30 seconds that those response times are happening. We try to be on top of it as much as we can. The only time it hits a little bit higher is when like a credit card processor goes down, which we've seen before. And all of a sudden, you know, thousands of people are calling us trying to figure out why their credit cards are down. And that's when we put up the message that's like, hey, if you're calling because your credit card processing is not working, it's a global outage. We'll call you back when we, you know, have resolution from your processors. Um, but yeah, we're there to help whenever we can. That's actually, um, that's a perfect segue to my next question around payments. There's so much payment being offering. And I, I know it's kind of in that situation, it's a headache because mm -hmm. it's nothing that you can do. I know you partner with others, but it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, there's something that I, it seems that I don't know if cash is coming back, but it's not really actual cash. Um, it's, it seems like there's rate cash versus card obviously the credit card there's some sort of processing fee on top of that so mm -hmm. it's cash or debit card because it's there's no it literally gives money directly but um you know so is there some sort of have you noticed or heard I, I, we there's a trend going on in asia where basically it's almost like a bank to bank situation kind of like venmo like i mm -hmm. Venmo or whatever to and or Apple Pay or whatever you, you do a QR code. Is that something that you are seeing requests for? You know, we actually haven't really gotten that directly from any of our customers. But last year we did engage with a client who actually decided to kind of get out of the alternate payment world. But we did work with them to build an integration to be able to, you know, select PayPal, Venmo, cryptocurrency. Um, unfortunately, they decided to leave the business, and so they're not really doing it, but we're still working towards that. I think people are still really trying to wrap their heads around that form of payment and how they can identify it as a business. 
And so I do think it's going to become more popular, especially, again, as we're enabling end users to use their own devices more and more for these types of things. And so I would not be surprised if we don't see more of it this year and early next year. I just wonder if the fees are going to start to increase. Like they, if there comes a point. They, they... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you, have, you have to think about that because that's like that money is coming from different places. So there's for sure going to be surcharges on all of those types of things. Yep, exactly. So, you know, we've talked about a lot, but, you know, when, if you were, if someone's to come to you and say, you know, hey, talk to you, Allie, about your, your solution, like, hey, what makes you unique? Like, why should I choose your solution over somebody else's? And, and what's in it for me as the end user? What would yeah. you be to that? I, I, again, in my role, in my experience here at CBS, I don't necessarily look at us as just a software solution. I really think of us as like the ultimate partner. When you buy a cell phone, right? You buy a cell phone, you walk away and you never talk to Verizon or Apple again. When you're buying a point of sale or a technology solution, you need to make sure that the partner on the other side is going to be there for you and be able to work with you and do enhancements and all of that and be accessible. And I truly think that's where we kind of step in and we play that role. We always are here. We're willing to have those conversations. When you partner with us, you get access to our CTO, our CRO, our CEO. You know, we're a very open business. And I don't know many places where you buy a solution or a software and you have that type of access and a company that is willing to partner with you and really ensure success from the top down. Yeah, I will say I always prefer the word partners, our partners versus our customers, because customer seems a little more like they're mine, whereas partner, it's like we're together, just together. I mean, we're only as successful as restaurants are, right? Like if we go into a restaurant and they close in five days, that, that doesn't help us at all. And it doesn't help them. And so we really do look at it like that. And then on top of it, we want to be there for the long term. We don't want to be a point of sale or a solution that goes in for a year and then something else pretty comes along and they take us out. We really want to make sure that we're enhancing enhancing our software to what the client needs and what the customers need and what the partners need and the integration partners and so forth. And so that's kind of how we pride ourselves on it. And then the other thing is we really do try to get ahead of trends and innovation. And so we're always looking out for those things and like, going into certain spaces with another area, like we saw grocery stores putting in restaurants and they're called grocerants now, but we saw that and they're, they're segmented systems. And so we came along and we're like, well, could we integrate to the grocery point of sale to create a seamless, you know, option for them where they can go sit down in a restaurant and buy a Snickers bar from the grocery store and it be a single database. And so we're really trying to help provide the industry with innovation and so I think that's kind of what sets us apart as a partner. So out of your, the whole, when you think about, because you you deal with all the partners, I'm sure that that run through CBS Northstar and, and out of the whole partner base that you have, which ones do you think have received kind of the biggest wow from your products and who do you kind of like, what would you, what would you consider anybody that's considering you? Like, what is the perfect match? for your, for your solution? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, the partners that can work with us to create seamless anything, I think are what our partners want, like our end operators want. We worked with a company called OSM. They do digital menu boards. And 
that's like a new thing, right? Digital menu boards, you update your price one place. And before, and even currently, you have to manage a digital menu board database as well as a point of sale menu database. And then if you change your price here, you have to create new imagery with new graphics. We created an integration with them where we updated it in our database and it push, it pushes that update. And so it's seamless. If something gets 86, it shows up out of stock on the menu board. And so things now are connected. And I think things like that, where you can create seamless solutions where I don't have to do multiple work and the operators and the consumers are seeing that change flawlessly is where we have seen the most impact in this space. Awesome. Well, I, I really think that I got a lot out of this conversation. It's really good to hear and learn more about uh, custom business solutions, uh, what you guys have done and what you offer. Um, it's great for me to kind of get a better understanding. I really like that recipe. That's really, really cool. And maybe that's more of a self. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is one of my favorite products. I always talk about it when people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, do you need something for your recipe? It's just something that's exciting and it's fun and it's different and not a lot of people do it. Yep. That and, and the fact that you can use that as, as, a, as a learning system, a learning tool to make sure that your employees are, that the employees are, are up to speed on everything. And, and, they, and then you can also play a little big brother like, hey, are you really watching this video? Are you really down? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I love that. Um, so I guess the last question that I have is, is what makes you a rising star in this industry and who will benefit from your innovative solution? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think anyone who has a restaurant that needs a solution that doesn't necessarily know what they need yet. I love working with these smaller chains. We work with enterprise accounts, love enterprise accounts. But I do like the the new ones, like the five to 20 stores where they're still trying to figure out their technology stack and what they need and what the difference they want to do. People implement technology for, you know, solutions. They want to be innovative. And I think it's fun to work with the people who don't necessarily know what that means to them yet. And so they're still finding out who they are in their industry and in their brand. And those are, to me, the, the fun concepts to work with. The growing ones are always fun. I think that's interesting that you say that because I know for the 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 board, as you're now one of the things you mentorship and really helping to, to yeah to under your wing and bring them up. So it's it's not only just it's in your nature as a company, but it's that's who you are as a person. So it's yeah. Right. I mean, we want to we want to help people grow. We want to help people succeed, and I think for us that's important to help use our technology to help people expand their offerings. You know, people who never thought online ordering was a possibility for them because of costs and or integrations, like it's a reality for them. People who didn't think they could put kiosks in with Northstar, it's a reality for them because it's a native solution and it's not a bolt-on that they have to go find somewhere else. And so I think being able to expand that for people has just really helped. That's awesome. Well, no, I, I, Ali, I really appreciate you taking the time today for with, with us. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you or to learn more about about what you have to offer or um, the solutions that Custom Business Solutions has to yeah. get people to support them with, how can people find you? Yeah, people could email me. We have our website. Obviously, you can track us down with cbsnorthstar.com. Um, but my email is the best way to reach out. You can also call me if you want to. You can find my number on our website. 
Awesome. And then of course you're also on LinkedIn and, and all that fun stuff too. So <laughs> all of the social media platforms, I am very accessible to find. Just look for the hat. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love the signature look. You have your headshot and, and I mean, it's like, I know it's consistency, <laughs> the brand consistency. Now, do, how many of those hats do you have? Like wide brim hats or hats in general? Oh, your most that's the question right top favorites and do you wear them like does it change by the day or the mood or what what's it does it does it depends what I'm doing I mean I have probably 50 hats I love hats <laughs> uh, but wide room I probably have like seven or eight they're fun I like them it adds personality some flair <laughs> oh I love it I love it the only time I, the, I wear hats I mean, I just, it's usually like, I got to run to the, the soccer fields and I'm throwing a ball cap on my head and yeah. see bun and just getting out the door. So I, I love the hat. I think you, you, you rock it and it's definitely your, your signature style. So just <laughs> <stuck> over here. <laughs> I try, you know, try to keep something consistent. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everybody so much for watching, for listening. Be sure to follow uh, be sure to subscribe, like this podcast, share it. You can watch it on YouTube or you can listen to it on your favorite audio platform. Also, you can visit us at www.starmiconics.com for more information. And with that, I'm going to close this podcast out. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye, everyone. For more about Star, visit us at starmiconics.com where we also have a super informative blog or follow us on all our social media platforms on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of those. Don't forget to subscribe and please leave us a review. We love to hear from you all. And that's it for this episode of Rising Stars Podcast. I'm Kate Lara and I will see you next time.